Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of On Air with Intentional Guy. We're here today with Jonathan Drayton. And Jonathan, it's such an honor to have you here. I, I, I said this before we got on air. I really feel like God has a message because I feel like the enemy didn't want you to be on my show. And I, I'm excited. We have a lot of commonarity with each other. Uh, 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 and I just want to, I hope that people today will be able to to hear the Holy Spirit and what, what he's saying to us today. You know, we on intentional guy, a lot of times I, we're talking about the intentionality of, of serving God every day, getting up, not letting the worst moments of our life define us, but letting God define us. And one of the biggest things is a lot of times I know in helping others and getting outside of ourself is a great way to, to do that and to let God just shine, letting Christ shine through you to be there. But I don't want to take up the time. Jonathan, I know you have a story and I love hearing people's stories. I love hearing what God puts on other people's heart. And I know that God's laid some things on you for our audience today. So I just want to kind of hand it over to you for a little bit and, and let you speak. Yeah. So as he already said, my name is Jonathan Dre, and I actually have a podcast called The Truth of the Matter is Podcast. And at least on this podcast, what we like to do is we like to unpack God's word, right, through a philosophical lens, through a history lens, through a political science lens, through a psychological, sociological lens. And what we enjoy doing is just studying God's word and getting personal. Now, I know there are a lot of questions asked to you know, how can we hear from God? How is God communicating? How can I know for certain that it's God? And one of the things I would say is even on my journey in coming to Christ, I had a lot of those questions. I wasn't sure, right? During my time of going in college, I was spending so much time studying to get grades that were good for me to move to the next level and to eventually graduate. But I came to a discovery and a realization that the same personalness that I had and wanting to know the scripture, I need to take that same personalness and implement it and get into knowing God. And at the time, more of my efforts were into schooling, right? Studying all these different things in philosophy, whether it was Heidegger, Sartre, Socrates, Aristotle, all these individuals. And what made what actually changed for me was reading a, a verse where Jesus was talking to Peter. And during that time, what he said to Peter is he said that something's going to happen to you, right? I'm paraphrasing here. But in the end, you will be better equipped to handle what it is that you'll be having. And during that time, something hit it off to me, something philosophically that I, I subscribed with in reading that verse in terms of the devil seeking to do something to Peter and God, Jesus, you know, God through Jesus is allowing this thing to happen to him. And it was through that made me realize that when you read the scripture, there's so much that you can get out of it. You can apply it. You can implement. And from that point forward, I pursued God. I started reading his word. I started unpacking his word. And it really started resonating me in such a way 
that people, especially my age, I wanted them to see that God talks, God communicates. He talks in various ways through different people. And sometimes I think what we have to consider also and recognize is that because God is always speaking, one of the ways that he speaks is through his word, right? We know that God's word is alive and well, sharper than any double-edged sword. We know that God's word came down and provide us the way, how we should live our life, who we should model our life after. And from that point on, I felt there was a need to show people like, hey, you can be educated, go to college, get a four-year degree, and you can see how a lot of these things are operating, working within your life and applying God's word to your everyday life, that he's left you with a tool that's foundational, is available. And through that, that changed my life. And I'm so passionate about sharing it. I'm so passionate about going in depth about it. I'm so passionate about learning. You know, I don't believe I know everything, but I also believe that I'm in a place where Whatever conversation that we can have, especially if there's two or three where available, I know God would make it clear to us so that we can understand what he wants us to know. Yeah. And I think sometimes, I know for me, uh, for the longest time, I I struggled with reading the scriptures. Hmm. I struggled with it. But because I became very legalistic in it. Growing, I was a pastor's kid growing up, Jonathan. Uh-huh. So, I, you know, I was... I heard all these messages on how you, how to read the Bible and how you should do it, you know? And so I had to, I had to donate an hour every day. I had to read at least a chapter every day and I had to pray this certain amount of time here. And what I found out was I I can never do it. I can never live up to that stuff. And it wasn't about the amount. It was about the quality of it. And there's some days as I'm reading, I may only get through one, one passage. It's the Holy spirit may use, I I forget which verse it was now, but I was stuck on for a week because God gave me so many applications out of that. And we ended up doing a whole month podcast just on that. And I think for some people, they get overwhelmed with it because uh, one, the enemy wants us to feel overwhelmed. Because if he can keep us out of the word, he can keep us from growth. Um, but what is something that maybe you'd help some of our listeners in, in knowing in a practical application for someone, especially someone who they're not into their devotions, they're not into reading the word normally. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is some kind of practical application you could help? Mm-hmm. So um, how I got, how I actually got started is I invested in something called the Bible experience. It was an audio Bible. And during this time, once I had graduated and now I'm in the pursuit of going to law school, I used to do food delivery. So I was doing food delivery for Uber. I was doing food delivery for DoorDash for Caviar. And in the midst of that, you're on the road for about eight to 10 hours. And I'm saying, hey, you know, I want to consume God's word. I want to find a way to better know him. And I want to save a better period of about two to three years. I'm going through God's word. I'm listening. I'm writing things down. I'm pulling over to the side. I'm engaged. And this program just allowed me to engage with God in a certain way. And while I was working at the same time as listening to God's word, I was being blessed. I was being blessed financially in my pockets. And I was also being blessed mentally and also being blessed spiritually at the same time. 
And what that allowed me to do is it encouraged me to then go back and read it. And I also got introduced to different translations, right? I think so many people are caught up on just the King James Version, but there are better translations to better help you understand the concept of how God's word is being expressed. And sometimes just the language of it can be torn off, right? You can get very frustrated and upset. But Mess's Bible, very powerful tool. They have something called the NLT, the English Standard Version, the Amplified. All these different translations allowed me to unpack God's word in a better way and allow me to understand it, right? And also there's tools when you look at these Bible translations at the bottom, there's something called cross-referencing where you can take a verse and connect it to another verse to mean the same thing, but in a different book in God's word. So just doing that allowed me to receive it more and then constantly listening to it allowed me to recite certain verses, right? Like one of the things you mentioned about struggling with certain verses and just sitting on it. There was one verse I want to say in the last year or two that I sat on and I really began to understand it. So I believe Jesus says, he says, we are the light of the world, the salt of the earth. If the earth loses its saltiness, how can it become salty again? What this encouraged me to do is kind of define what salt was. I know salt is to preserve meat, is to take give taste of food. But when you start looking into, it's, it's sort of like a puzzle, like you're putting these different pieces together to see the overall picture. And I remember looking up salt in the Greek and understanding that it's prudence. And in prudence, understanding that us as believers were supposed to bring in every instance or predicament that we walk to walk into godly wisdom, godly discernment, godly judgment, right? And in that midst of it, it made me realize that as a believer, we're not supposed to convert the world. We're supposed to be an alternative to the world. And by doing that made me come to the realization that God just wants us to be in consistent, you know, joint effort with him to walk out and live the Christian difference, but give opportunity. I think it was Paul, not Paul, Peter, who said, he said, always be prepared to give an account for the reason for the hope that you have, but do it generously and respectfully, right? And then there's another verse in Thessalonians that speaks about this, what he said, it says in that text, and I believe it was Paul who wrote in that text. He said, when you can win the respect of outsiders by living a quiet life, right? So these opportunities allow people to be envious of the way that you're living and then allow them to request, why is it that you're living a certain way? What is it that's gotten you in a place of peace? Why are you living in a certain way that's so elegant? And then you get to take that opportunity and then you get to share your faith. And through that, God is shining through you. Do that. You're walking in the light as he is in the light. And that allows you to be a blessing to someone else. Right. And like Paul says so beautifully in Corinthians, what he says, one person plants, another person waters, but God gives the increase. So your goal sometimes is maybe you're just there to plant a seed. Maybe you're there to water, but at the end of the day, it is God who's the deciding factor and the one who's going to make the difference in that person's life. You just being there is a blessing. You just being able to share whatever it is that you're going through, what you're dealing with is there. But the important thing is we got to be equipped as believers and being equipped as believers is taking the things that we read. Maybe you don't know the verse, maybe you don't know the chapter, but you know what's in there, you know, it's changed your life. But, we have yeah. to make sure that 
we are ambassadors, you know, representatives of Christ. And part of doing that is knowing his word so that you're equipped to handle questions that people may ask and situations you might walk in. And being there and saying the right thing can do something to a person that makes them reflect on what you said and then allows them to see who you're pointing to. You're pointing to Christ. And as long as you're pointing to Christ, they know where they need to go to, who they need to talk to, where they can find them. And to me, that's the best thing we could do as believers. Man, I'm all smiles listening to you because you're articulating uh, very well what I what what I've done in my own life, like for mm-hmm. me, uh, I struggled with it. I didn't, I didn't feel adequate enough. Um, I had, a, I had to go through some things, but how I got started uh, was the Bible app. And I realized that it has audible to it, audio to it. So I was in my car listening to the Bible and that that's where I got started. And you know, what's funny, Jonathan is the enemy will fight us right when we're doing what we need to do. And the enemy told me, see, you're cheating though. You're not, you're not really in the word of God (laughs) because you're listed. And, and a counselor friend of mine, I told him, I was like, but I have guilt because I'm with, I had guilt because I was listening to the Bible app. Right. And Mm -hmm. she said, she looked at me, she was Mike, what does the Bible said? Hearing comes from the word of God. God. She's like, and right when she said, I was like, bam, it took that away because mm-hmm. the enemy wants discursion. But the truth is just getting into that word ground will ground us a little bit further into God. And we don't always have to know. I, and I love what you just said. Sometimes we are just the person planting seeds. Man, when I look back at all the people who planted seeds in my life, they it wasn't their responsibility to cultivate it. That was not what God called them to do. He called them just to plant that seed. Someone else got to come by and God used them to cultivate um, that through me. But I think of all those those seeds that were given. And sometimes we feel inadequate because we don't feel equipped, right? And I think Stephen Furtick is the one that said it. uh, You know, God doesn't call the equipped. He equips those he calls. And God's going to equip you. But the best way to get equipped is by being in the word of God every day. And if I could tell anyone, you know, just my problem was I was very legalistic because of the teachings that I was giving that it had to be a certain way. Uh It was then once I realized that it was the personal relationship with God and letting God dwell in me through those scriptures that I was reading. Yeah. That changed everything for me. So I appreciate that. That's uh-huh. you. You said it very well because I think yeah. a lot of times, you know, we as humans, we 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 easily defeated. I often tell everyone, I, I will often lend the enemy in my ear more than I will lend it to God. Uh-huh. It's the truth. I'll listen to the lies more, but that's a choice, and we have uh-huh. to learn to to make different choices in our life. Yeah, uh-huh. and I think another thing that subscribed to me. So I remember reading the book of Hosea. He said, my people are destroyed for lack of wisdom, right? And I started trying to understand, well, what am I lacking, right? And one of the things is I studied philosophy. And I've always encountered individuals that have a hard time understanding how does philosophy and Christianity come together. And I'm like, simply look at the simple definition of philosophy. It's the level of wisdom. And if you go to the book of Proverbs, it tells you the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So where is the discrepancy there? It's either you're going to accept that reality 
And, and I think another thing is they look at fear. They don't understand the underlying meaning of fear isn't the way we look at it. It can be, but it's a certain reverence that we have towards God. And that's a respect towards him, which then allows us to obey the first two commandments, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then I started seeing in different portions of oh, the importance of reading scripture came again when I was I was reading in the Gospels when Jesus was talking to a woman. She said, blessed is the mother that births you. He said, no, blessed not rather the mother that birthed me, but he that listened to my words and does what it says. So just that. And then lastly, I remember when Jesus in the book of Luke, this is also another on the other Gospels, but specifically Luke 24, when he's he, he passed away, obviously, through crucifixion. And in the third day, he had said he was the risen. He's mentioned this throughout. And obviously, the disciples aren't understanding. I believe most of them didn't grasp him at the time. But I remember his conversation with the two disciples, it was Peter and another, on the way to Damascus. And one of the things he points to in Scripture is he talks about, hey, I'm going to show you in the Scriptures where it reveals who I am. Right. So it was through him revealing them within the scriptures that it was about him the whole entire time. So this kept reoccurring and made me realize it's that through reading his words when you get to know him and when you get yes. to know him, you can build your own understanding of who he is and not leave it up to other people and what they say outside of it. And that's what makes it so personal. Right. And only. And, and yeah. So. And I think the personal side is so important because I think people, I love stories. I love hearing other people's story. I love seeing what God has done in other people's lives. And so many of us are defeated. I was, I was, it took me 15 years to find restoration from a, some past things in my life. And I'm learning how powerful God's redemption story in my life is. And I, th I think people underestimate sometimes what God is trying to work through them. Um, and which is why it's so important to be in the word of God. But what he's doing is he's building in you something great where your testimony is going to be a powerful instrument for someone. And you don't see it. We never see it ourselves, right? Yeah. But we never know. I've learned this. We don't know what the person next to us is going through. And I believe God has prepared us for those moments in, that we're, we're about to, to go to. And we, we cheapen ourselves and we, we, uh, when we doubt the, the power that God can have in our life. Yeah. And, and that power comes through the strength that we build in reading this. And as we move a little bit forward in this, uh -huh. you know, how do you find that in your life that has that strengthened your testimony? Has that strengthened being in the word like you are? How has that made you that light to other people? Well, I think what started changing for me is so in the book of James, it says, don't just be saved of the word, but doers of the word. So now you got to get in the habit of what you're reading, practicing, it, right? Living out the Christian difference and one of those things that I did or made me realize that I was doing it right is I started exercising love, right? So book in Corinthians, it says, love is patient. Love is kind. It is not envy. It's not boast. 
is not the seed of us. It keeps no records of wrongs, but always trumps, always protects. Mm -hmm. It delights not in evil, but in the truth. I realized that part of being a follower of Christ is me implementing these things that I'm reading, these characteristics of the fruit of the spirit and starting to do these things, starting to put them into action. And one of the most famous things that I've read in the gospel was Matthew 25, right? Was I hungry? Did you feed me? When I was thirsty, did you give me something to drink? When I was in jail, did you come visit me? Right? Those sort of things started hitting home for me. And even in in, in, in First John, when he's talking about, you know, that if you need, if you see a person in need and you don't do anything, then how could the love of God be within you? Right. Or same thing in first John when it says, let us not just love with words of tongue, but in action and in truth. Right. So there's a response to God's word. Right. Don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of my mm -hmm. mind. So just doing that in general made me emphasize that I need, I need to start putting these things into practice. Let me start loving people the way that Christ loved the church. Right. Let me start doing these right. things and just instantly made me realize how good it felt to allow God to use me as an instrument of righteousness and not wickedness. To walk yeah. in truth, to, to do these things brought up a feeling inside of me that I've never felt before. And to me, that's when I realized that I haven't yet arrived because there's through all this, you still have your flaws, you still have your struggles, you're still going to go through things. But as you said, it God's with you every step of the way. Recently, I was reading in Genesis 39, Joseph, right? And what he had gone through. And regardless of how long he had been in jail, he still received favor. God was with him all the way to the time he became king, right? And he was orchestrating. He was doing these different things. So I look at Job and what happened to him in chapter 1, verse 18, Every trial and situation he dealt with, and we know in life, things can come at us on many different angles. But in spite of that, he didn't sin, right? So these yeah. ways of encouragement brought me to the realization in life that perfection is not required, but an attempt to try is what I believe God is pleased with. Mm -hmm. And I believe on that day when you meet him, he's going he's gonna to say, well done, good and faithful servant. And I think your attempt to try, your attempt, to please him, your attempt to do these things goes a long way of accepting the fact that God has called us to good and greater and great things. But what's required of that is obedience. And I just to that. finish up, finish there, going, I remember, I'll tell you a story. I was in college and I needed a job because obviously in college, if you're, you're living on dorms, the dorm food isn't that great. You try to figure yeah. out what are you going to do? And I remember working in UPS before I got to college and working at UPS during that time period is a lot of hard work, a lot of sweat. You're, you're in trailers, you're stocking boxes. You start to realize, imagine how much I can get paid for each box that I stack, even though you're getting paid by the hour. And it was through that connection of working for UPS it propelled me to then try to transfer my seniority from one location to Albany. Now, I wasn't successful in doing that. However, I started working in Albany at UPS. And during this period in time, I met an individual that I knew he was going through some things. He was going through some struggles. But we built a relationship. 
And I got to see other sides of him. So he automatically told me, hey, you know, I'm on parole. I've done some things. Even just being around the facility, I heard so many things about this this individual. But rather than judge him based upon what I heard, I allowed what my experience with him personally to to be the deciding factor of how I felt about him. And later that I realized, obviously, he's he invited me on some things that obviously, as a follower of Christ, I wouldn't participate in, right? So I found ways to turn it down and not support it. Later, I found out he had consumed some wheat brownies. They did a test on him. Obviously, they do that when you're on parole. For every few times, they're checking to see if you're taking any drugs. And in that midst of that situation, right. he was incarcerated. And immediately, his... His wife reached out to me and I said, what can I do? And she said, write a letter of recommendation. Talk about how amazing he was. And that's what I did. I looked at the characteristics of the person and how much I've learned about him during the time I've spoken to him outside of conversations that I thought were inappropriate. But at that time, it didn't matter. The whole point was, what can I do in his situation to make it better? And I found out by just doing that and taking the time out and reflecting off of all the positive conversation we had and what he had did for me at the job. He's got me extra hours. He's spoken to me. His work ethic was amazing. During that time, I wrote these things out, later found out that obviously he was found guilty. He spent a year in there. And I said, well, what else can I do? And that's when Matthew 25, boom, hit me right in my face. And I said, let me write to him. Let me speak to him on a personal level. And I was doing this all during the time in my last semester. And I got into that habit. I know in technology age, we're all on our phones or emails, right. it's, we're not doing that. But taking the time out to get a pencil or a pen and a paper and writing things out, there was something about it that felt like it was a poetry in motion. Just being able to express myself, writing a piece of paper. I know people speak about writing in journals, but it was amazing being able to do that. And I saw a side of me of just being able to, to connect with him. To the point that not only that I started writing him, I was sending him money. Then I was going up to speak to him. And he talked about how me and another individual got him through this dark time. And now I can say today, not only is he out, but he's also able to travel. He's also able to go different places. He's gotten a job. He's making money. They got in a home recently. He's doing everything. Now, unfortunately, I don't know if he's saved. But in regards of what I believe God called me to do, to give him hope, to make him feel that through him, he's created in the image of God, is what I believe that I was called to do and speak to him. And we've we've touched bases. We've spoken. I've gone to see him. I've hung out with him. He's treated me, actually, to lunch. And it's just amazing seeing what happened and what I had done and how I was there for him. And I, and I love what you said at the beginning that it, it's about it, we're not responsible with with anything other than being obedient. And, and when we're obedient, God, God is going to do the rest. It's when we're obedient, we don't understand how much God can work through us and change people's lives. And it wasn't your responsibility to change his life. It was just your responsibility to be obedient to God and walk with this man through this time period to write the letters, to do the things, to have that relationship with him. And I, if I could stress anything more, it's, it's about being obedient. 
a lot of times we we want to see results. We want to uh, just know that what we're doing is important. And sometimes, you know, God doesn't make all that clear to us. Sometimes all God wants from us is for us to do the, he does more through the little things than he does the big things. And, and God is powerful and God can do it. And I, and I think it comes to that point of, of us when we are more intentional and in being better with our relationship with Christ, the payoff is it affects not just ourselves, but those we love and the people around us and our community. And it makes it such a much better world. And I, I love some of the things you talked about because I did the exact thing on my journey was with reading that, but I also found something that helped me a lot and it's podcast. That's why I do one now. I, I love podcasts. And so I'd love for you before we close out here to share a little bit about your podcast where we can go to, because this is another way. Some of you guys who struggle with scripture, struggle with certain things, going to listen to certain podcasts and things like that, where you can get truth and knowledge will help you grow as well. So if you would take just a few minutes, give us a little bit on your podcast and thought. Yeah, so a lot of what we spoke about, about just being interactive with God's word and unpacking it. Recently, we've done First John. I recommend the First John series, but we've also gone through the Gospel of Luke, which is the I Testimony book. And in it, it allows you to see the story of Christ. It allows you to go verse by verse. We unpack certain things and how we can apply it in our real life. So if you're looking to, you know, look at God's word in a deep and great way, I suggest that you should check out our podcast and also give it a listen. And we want to make sure we we say that again, again, we don't believe we know everything. And it's not just myself. It's also my younger brother who's amazing at just being able to speak the scriptures in a way where he's being not only emotionally attentive but he's also trying to give you a picture of how it could actually be and how it's being said right so we don't just look at one translation we look at multiple translations because depending on the audience that we're speaking to we don't want what is to be said to go underlooked, but we want it to be understood in the best possible way so that you can get clarity for it and i think that that's the most important thing we want you to understand that hey some of the things you're going through there are Characters in the Bible are going through it as well. Yes. Right. Right. I believe it's Romans 15, 4 that tells us that these things were written for your instruction, for your benefit. Right. And going through the verses, you can empathize and also agree like, hey, I, I, that sounds familiar. I'm going through that. That makes a lot of sense. And to me, once you're able to do that and you're able to process that, I think it goes a long way for you getting extremely personal with God. Right. And God allows that to transpire and he allows you to go through some of the things you're going through, because I think it's extremely important. So if you're looking to find out where our podcast is, it's available on most streaming platforms, majority, whether it's Apple, whether it's Spotify, Google. I want to say Amazon, Audible, they're all available for you to check it out. And unfortunately, we don't have, I would say, a website, but. I'm the type of person that if you want to have a conversation, if you want to talk things out, if you're looking for prayer, you can find me as well. So I'll give you my email address and then 
I'll also give you my Instagram. Obviously, we're me and my brothers, my brother's extremely busy. I'm doing the best that I can to try to operate right. the Instagram page. But the most important thing is we're, we're both personable. And I believe if you reached out to me and I think my brother can empathize or understand that more. He's also reachable, reachable as well. Okay. So here's our Instagram. It's the truth altogether of and then it's T M I S. Again, it's the truth of T M I S. And that's where you can find us. And my email address, and don't judge. I've I've kept my email address since I first created it <laughs> as a freshman in high school. It's S as in Sam, P as in Peter, E as an elephant, E as an elevator, D as in dog, E as an elevator, D as in dog. 83 at gmail.com and there you can reach out and we, I'm pretty sure we can have a conversation and talk about whatever it is that's bothering you. If you're looking for prayer, we can do that as well. I appreciate it. And I'll make sure that we have uh, the link for some of the podcast in, in the description and also the emails and stuff there. Jonathan, thank you for being on here today. I really enjoyed it. Um, I know that my listeners have too. And to my listeners, until next time, I just want to remind you guys, just keep being intentional. God has you. Uh, one of my, a preacher friend of mine, he closed out every service with, with Christ. I am tougher than the tough things of life. You guys have a great day. Mm-hmm.